Welcome to Series 2 of the Cup of Tea Time podcast with Stu and Louise. We are back, bitches! Yeah, we are. Well, can I just say, it's fantastic to be back. I'm absolutely buzzing. We've had a nice break, mm-hmm. but I'm actually properly buzzing to be back. We are back where we belong, in our seats, with our fantastic microphones, smashing life, lots to talk about. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you didn't even mention the fact that we're back with each other. I'm I've been smart. with you this whole time. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I've really missed it. It feels like it actually has been forever. Lots has changed. Yeah. Like a hell of a lot. Like, the world's almost back to normal-ish. Well, slowly but surely, we're getting there. We are. Series one, we left off. Me not working, being furloughed. You... I was still at the extra care facility. Mm-hmm. And we were just obviously catching up with bits and bobs and... But yeah, so, I think formally, let's have an official catch-up to let you guys know what's changed. Well, I've got a new job. A telly job. <laughs> Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the TV world, working on a show for BBC Three. Mm-hmm. Based up here in Newcastle, which is great. Um, so I'm buzzing about that. Um, I've been there this week. Got a camera back on my shoulder. It's already aching. <laughs> um, but I'm really happy. Like, really, really happy to be back. And also, like, it's so nice that you get to commute and come home on a night. Yeah. Rather than, like, some of your other jobs where they've been abroad or you've had to be put up in London or Manchester or somewhere like you can actually come home and stay in your own bed each night which is lovely like like you said six years in telly and I've never really especially after a shoot mm-hmm. when I've been office based and stuff and, and like planning shoots yeah I've come home but it's very rarely that I'm out with a camera and then I get to come home yeah Um. so yeah it's really nice really refreshing and just goes to show that I made a good decision about moving up here because we had a feeling things were going to start moving north and it's, it looks 100%. like it's happening so yeah super super happy and obviously don't worry, I haven't left the uh, the care home empty-handed. Because? I've, handed, I've given them an upgrade. <laughs> because I took over Stu's job at the extra care facility. So, obviously, Louise has been able to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worked out really well, the fact that I was leaving. You've managed to sign up with the agency and then go into... And basically just fill my shoes, essentially, because they still need somebody. Because, obviously, this thing's still going on. And yep. a lot of people in the home are still high risk. Um, so, you've managed to just step in and just... Take over. Take over, exactly. <laughs> I've told, like I said, I've told them all in there, they've got an upgrade, and I think they all agree. I think what's really nice is, like, when you started, what you said was, like, because your sister works there. So it was nice that she works there, but also because because they know you, and you've obviously talked about me, and you've talked to me about them, I've sort of gone in with feeling like I already know them. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel a strange. new job. Yeah, it doesn't feel strange. It doesn't feel like a new job with new people. I feel it feels like a new job with people I already know. So yeah. and everyone's been super kind and just They're such a lovely team, aren't they? They are. And the residents there are amazing and yeah, I actually really like it. So it's just worked out really well. Really, mm-hmm. really well because obviously you can't go back into the schools or anything yet because obviously the teachers they've got of it's a sort of the core team. So yep. the need for agencies basically null and void at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's worked out great, hasn't it? It has. So yeah, that, that's been like a massive change. Like crazy change. Yeah. I was thinking the other day. Mm-hmm. So obviously 2020, it's been a bit of a shit show. Let's just be honest. A lot of people right? have written it off already, right. haven't they? But I feel like we've taken a bad situation and trying to take as many positives out of it as possible. Yeah. 
and yeah, we've had our times where we felt a bit shitty or a bit low or whatever, but because the type of people we are, we always try to maybe maybe not right off the day, but realize when you need a chill moment and then the next day is a new day. And I think what's really important is just to take each day as it comes. Yeah. But there's so much to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like because we because everything was taken away from us almost, like being able to so for like single people, being able to create a bubble to spend time with others or to be able to see your family again, whether that's in your backyard or whatever's happening now. But I think use it as a positive to start seeing your your family and friends again that you might not have seen or haven't seen in three, four months. Yeah. Get like you, getting back to your normal your normal job. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such something to look forward to, and you've been buzzing to get back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, w- I was saying to you, I was saying, I think, on the last episode, at the end of series one, mm. I was saying, like, how much I'm missing sort of having a camera in my hand and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, this week has just been, yeah, like... And has it felt normal, even though you're wearing a mask and stuff? Yeah. Has it felt like yeah, you've just yeah, gone back to normal? I, I literally, it was a sort of driving up there, like, up to Newcastle on, on like, sort of day one. Mm. I was a bit, like, in the car, I was, like, felt a bit weird. Yeah. Because, obviously, I... Because my last two jobs as well haven't been sort of shooting jobs. They've been gallery jobs. Yeah. So this is the first time I've shot really since last... Obviously, I've done my own bits with my own camera and stuff, but it's mm. the first time I've shot on a show f- since last November. That's a long time. Was it November? Yeah. October October, well, October into November. Um. So yeah, it's been mm. a long time, so I was a bit nervous and stuff, but the minute I sort of... As soon as I had the camera back on my hand, like, a, like I said before, it's like a... Like a musician with it, with his guitar, you just feel yeah. safe, don't you? Do you know what I mean? And having a camera on my shoulder and stuff, it's just... You just take autopilot, really. So, yeah. And it's been great. Like I said, the team's lovely and stuff. So, yeah. Like you said, I was, I was buzzing to get back, and I'm, I'm back, and it's... I've got a massive smile on my face. And so. also... Even Rebecca, when she came around the other day for a cuppa, my and Rebecca came around, and they were like, you actually look like you're back in telly. I was like, I, just, I, I didn't understand. I, I didn't you understand. did, though. You had like a... Because I think it's the type of things that you wear as well. Like, because during lockdown if you've been home you've been in your comfies or if you've been going to work it's just been in like comfortable like black jeans or black top and whatever yeah you haven't actually like put your normal clothes on and I think when you put like your normal clothes on and stuff that you feel good in you have like a different posture and a different way about yourself like a glow like a like a glow yeah (laughs) like a radiant glow well I mean I obviously didn't understand what they were saying because like they, yeah, they came around to the backyard and brought, like, I think we was making a cover or something, and just walked mm. out. They were like, Becca was like, you actually look like you're back in telly. You actually look like you're working telly again. And I was like, <laughs> Mom's like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> right, okay, cool. So, I guess it's a good thing, which is it great. It is a good thing. Perfect. But also, what else to look forward to? Because July is our birthday month. Mm-hmm. So, Stuart is turning 30 this month. The big 3-0. The big 3-0. I've seen a lot of people panic about this time. How are you feeling about turning 30? Honestly, like, it's just like I didn't get the birthday. But, yeah. like, I think a lot of people say this, and, like, the day before, they start having a panic thing, I'm turning 30 tomorrow, but, like, I genuinely don't have anything. Like, in your me. 20s, was there any birthday where you like, hell? I've never, ever dreaded a birthday. Right. Like, never. I've never felt... I don't know. I don't, I've never felt like, oh, I'm dreading this one. Like, people say 27. Some people say 25. Some people go from 19 to 20, because mm. you're oh, your teens, and I'm like... Like Megan, who we used to live with, she used to panic at every birthday that come around. 
like every single birthday. What are you panicking about? Keep telling well, people that she was 21. Yeah, she's been saying that since like seven years. Nah, she's not 28. Um, but no, it's just like, and I just nod. Nah, it's, it's not something I ever worry about, really. I'm excited to be turning 30. Like, I'm excited to, that we're a little bit back to normal and I can have a little bit of a celebration. Yeah. If we can, I don't know. You've probably got something planned or something. That's not. No secret. one knows. Um, obviously, I've spoken to work and things, and hopefully, I'll get, be able to get a day off mm-hmm. in and around my birthday. But, um, but yeah. I feel fine. Do you know what it is? I was really looking forward to my 23rd birthday. I don't know why. I just felt like I was like an adult, a proper adult at 23. Really? 23? Yeah. Because I felt like between 18 and 22, I still felt quite young. When Mm. I turned 23, I was like, yeah. Then I hit 25, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Not that like, I don't really care about birthdays. I just didn't. I felt like my life was really fast. So it's more like years running away. You know, like as you get older, years seem to go faster. I yeah. think it was more that. Mm-hmm. And then 26 hit and I was like, oh, I'm still not ready. Mm. And then 27 hit and I was like, ooh, smooth. smooth 27 smooth louver. <laughs> Obviously now I'm 28, going to be 10 and 29. Still fine. But I wonder how I feel next year when I'm 30. I don't know. I think when people say it's their 30th, I get quite excited because I'm like, you're still young. This is like this is like next level adult. I feel like thirty is like next level. Yeah, I still feel like like a young buck. Do you know what I mean? I still feel like youthful and and fresh and healthy and yeah. I don't feel like like thirty's young, man. It is like young. Thirty is so young. It is young. Like I know this sounds. This is gonna sound morbid. But someone passed away at 30, they were like, that's no life. That is so young. Yeah. But when you're turning 30, everyone's like, I'm so old. It's like bollocks, are you? You're not old at all. Also, talking of old, in quotation marks, mm-hmm. me and you were going up the escalator at the Metro Centre today. And what did you say to me? I don't know. You've got a little wrinkle there on your eye. Oh, yeah, you are. I was like, yeah, because I'm getting old. But you're not the way. I know, I'm not, I know, but I actually... um keep looking at myself in the mirror sometimes and going I think suddenly you realise when you're getting older like I'm starting to look a bit older but then you noticed it and I was like right it was literally because you had a mask on and there's a little gap just above where you were in the mask and, and there's just a little bit of any glasses and it was like a, just a little bit of crow's feet just a little bit you can't even say crow's feet you just have to say wrinkle that makes it sound so much worse I just want you a little bit of wrinkle there <laughs> no you just said crow's feet great but also go on I feel like everyone's getting maybe it's lockdown that's doing it to us what our friend Charlie's got grey hairs hasn't he yes but just think you could be a silver fox I mean yeah that's true so maybe it's stressing us out but we're going to be better for it Mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to be a wrinkly louver like people have got roots people have got grey hairs people have put weight on do you know what it is fuck lockdown it's nearly over mm-hmm. and we can all get back to getting fucking healthy getting our hair dyed I mean I haven't got any hair but anyway <laughs> me me <laughs> you can get your hair dyed I can have a run <laughs> could have done that anyway now I'm just rambling <laughs> but you get where I'm going yeah I can't wait to have my eyebrows done but I cannot wait to have what my eyebrows done Fair. they need to be I don't want to tamed tamed because they're <laughs> so wiry they're not in the same colour anymore. They're so fair. Like, and I'm starting to get a bit of a monobrow. I'm so furry. I'm like a peach. Posy vibes, honey. Posy vibes. I have the best eyebrows ever. They're so <laughs> wiry. I just love them. 
I'm so unique. This is like one one of a kind. Just embrace the lockdown look. So, go monobrow. Woo. Well, we've just finished watching Glow Up. Yes, I don't care. We watch Glow Up. It's, it's fantastic. It's just very easy watching. Mm-hmm. It's something that I wanted to pitch when I first got into telly. I said, when I got into telly, I was like, why is there a show that's like MasterChef for makeup artists? Mm-hmm. You did. And um, I never did anything with it. And guess what? It was made. It was also made by America first, wasn't it? Yeah, did that shit come out? And it was one. rubbish. Terrible. But the, the UK one. Good. Hosted by Stacey Dooley on BBC Three, for those who haven't seen it. It's called Glow Up. For any makeup artists out there that are listening, um, go watch it. You probably already have. So I'm probably just chatting shit. But anyway, it's good. Or if you're not a makeup artist and you just fancy something that's easy watching, go for it. I don't know why I mentioned that now. I was going to another it, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Just uh, <laughs> do your thing. We're back on series two. I have no idea what we're doing. Oh, well. Great. Well, we've got some new things for series two. The five things section has gone. Yep. We're going to bring in a section called... We don't have a name for it yet. But basically, it's films. Each week, Louise is going to give us... I know what it can be called. Go on. Rate my film. Rate my film. Yeah, rate my film. Okay. Okay, fine. So, gone are the five things. In comes... Rate my film. Perfect. So... What we're going to do is this week, Louise has recommended a film for us to watch, which we've just watched. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'll recommend a film for the two of us to watch. But there's only one rule. Right. If you recommend a film, the other one of us can't have seen it. So I've got to recommend a film that you haven't seen, and you've got to recommend a film that I haven't seen. Which is going to be so hard for me because you're a film buff and you've seen everything. I haven't. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. I've seen a lot of films. You've yeah. seen a lot. I mean, yes. I studied film at university, so yes, I've seen a lot of films. But there's some films you'd be surprised that I haven't seen. Okay. Number one. Do you want a film that don't, I haven't... No, don't say. No, I'm just going to say a film that I haven't seen, okay. which people are gonna, probably going to be shocked at. Okay. Taxi Driver. Never seen it. Okay, I haven't either. So, there you go. So, yeah. That's the new vibes for Series 2. So, that, that's going to be a little bit later in the show. Louise has picked the film for us to watch. I have. We've watched it. We're going to review it. We're going to talk about it. So, that, that'll be instead of our five things. Another new thing for this series is... Not Louise's section, but... Stu's section! Boom. Ta. Ba-dum-dum. Ta. Boom. Ta. Boom. Ta. I mean, that's probably not going to be the jingle, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's my my section. Um, this week's going to be very fun. But I understand where you're going with Series 1, because it is very, very nerve-wracking. <laughs> and not nerve-wracking, it's, it's difficult. It's, not, it, it's just pressure. You think, pressure. I don't want this mm-hmm. to be shit. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, oh, fucking hell. I really don't want it to be crap. I told you, didn't I? Because if you start doing it, and you get into it, and then the other one's like, nah, this no, this is crap. This is, like, terrible. And also, some of the things that I didn't think you'll find funny, you found hilarious. And things that I was like, this is hilarious. You were like... <laughs> like, what was the nails thing in series one? What nails thing? Think, thingy, penis, something for nails. Eyes for nails, nails for eyes or something. Yeah, something like that. That was funny. But that was hilarious, yeah. But also, so yeah, so that's going to be new for series two. And I feel like we were a bit all over the place, but I don't really care. We're getting back in the swing of things. One thing I did want to say is... Go on. How fantastic is your dad? Because our bathroom... Our bathroom? How do you even say bathroom? Our bathroom is finished like done like we can shower we can bath we can brush our teeth and we can shit but that's not the poo toilet there's another poo yeah toilet, i know this is this is the thing right we got this new bathroom in which we plumbed in a new toilet because mm-hmm. we had a, a little like cupboard toilet thing yep and the original bathroom didn't have a toilet in so we plumbed in the second toilet just you know what i mean when we have kids and things like that if i'm having a poo louise can have a shower you get you get where i'm going yeah. <laughs> But now, what I didn't realise was, I'm not allowed to poo in the new toilet. Not allowed. But I'm not even allowed to go in there. Mm, you, you, I mean, to be fair, you could go for a wee and I've had a poo and I wouldn't even know because you poo so quick. 
Yeah, because Where women go in and like get in and do the job and get out. We've talked about this before. Anyway, so, and it's more about smell as well. Keep it separate so that if someone's been for a number two and then you want to have a bath, I don't want to have a nice relaxing bath when there's poo particles floating about. No, thank you. I mean, I agree. I was never going to go for poo before I went in the shower, but... You know. What I mean is, if you didn't know I was going for a shower or a bath, and then you went in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we digress. Thank you, you so much, Brian. You are literally a legend. You have absolutely smashed it. It looks insane, and I just love it so much. It's honestly like, I could cry. The bee's knees. It is fantastic. It's just unreal. It is unreal. It is better than I imagined. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, smashed it. Unreal. Dad, I love you, pal. Thank you very much. You've sorted us right out. Yeah. You're a legend. Thank you. On to the next room. Woo! Yep. On to the next renovation. Yeah, it's exciting. Speaking of Fav, I was thinking, right? You know we're doing this this movie thing. Yeah. Going forward, right? Me dad mm-hmm. watches the most terrible, terrible films. I'm talking <laughs> Cockneys vs. Zombies, right? I'm talking Zombies on a Train. I'm talking KFC, Kentucky Fried Zombie. <laughs> There's even one called Osama Bin Zombied, right? And you name it, he's watched it, right? Zombie films, just crap, B-movie, like, terrible it's films. It's not even B-movies, is it? Is it like Z-movies? Yeah, you're talking, like, way down, way down the alphabet. Do you know what I mean? Like, way down, right? So I was thinking, when we do this movie thing, not every week, but every, every now and again, we can check in with him, and we can do B-movies with Bri. Okay. And we can just ask him what B-movie he's watched that week, and okay. he can just tell us a little bit about it. And then and if maybe, you want to watch it, and if we want to watch it, maybe we will. Yeah. He can uh, tell us the film he's watched. He can give us his review. And yeah, we can either go and watch it or we won't. We probably won't. But hey, <laughs> who cares? People are getting like the bargain bin reviewed. Do you know what I mean? Bargain bins with Brian. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or B-movies with Brian. Whatever you want to call it, Fav's going to get a aren't call. You, aren't you quite like bargain, bargain bin. bins with Brian? So yeah, Fav's going to be a little guest going forward. Like I said, maybe not every week because he's a busy man, but we'll check in. Definitely. We will. We How's will. that sound? Sound good? Sounds perfect to me. Great. Amazing. I think we're ready. What for? Rate my film! So, as it was my go first, I said to Stu, we are going to watch. Well, we're there, no. Okay. Because you didn't tell me what film we were watching. You made me close my eyes, you made me leave the room until I came in and literally... As soon as I walked in, yeah. it was play. I didn't see the title. Yeah. I didn't see it loaded up. Nothing. I knew nothing. I literally sat down with some snacks. And I was like, right, okay, cool. And we watched... Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't want him to have any preconceived ideas or research anything. I just wanted, especially for the first go, just to go into it. Yeah. So do you want to go ahead and tell me what you thought? Well, well, first off, we've got a very different taste in films we've talked a lot about films there's films I've recommended us to watch and you've loved them mm-hmm. but we've never actually or should I say we very rarely sit down and watch a film that you recommend because you trust my taste a lot of the time mm-hmm. so it was nice that we're watching a film <laughs> that you want us to watch and I love the fact that this is never a film that I would have picked to watch myself I think what was really hard at the beginning was we decided that I, we were going to pick films for each other that the other person hasn't seen but I knew for definite you hadn't seen this and no. I thought it would be a great one to start on because for me it's like quite nostalgic, but it's not at the same time like it. I think it's quite a classic for me, like like growing up and training in musical theatre and stuff. Yeah. Whereas for me, 
I'd only really come across this film because it was nominated for a, a fair few Oscars and mm-hmm. won two. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's like you'd have never watched it on your own. Never. Yeah. So what did you think? <laughs> um. Did you hate it? No, I didn't hate okay. it. Okay. But you didn't love it either. No, I didn't love it either. Okay. Honestly, I hated the start. And there's lots of this movie that I've, I actually hated. Okay. But if it wasn't for Nicole Kidman and Ian McGregor being so good... They are, aren't they? Like, by the end of it, I was, like, fully into it. Mm-hmm. But there was points where it just kept losing me, and I think it was the ridiculousness of the use of modern music. You think? The best song in the film mm-hmm. is Come What May, which, yeah. is, which was actually written for Romeo and Juliet, and then actually used in this film. Yeah. And that's the best That's the best song by far. I don't know what... If they'd have done original music all the way through, I think I'd have been... More into it. Yeah, and I just think, like, the Elton John was a nice touch, but I was like, well, this is just a shit version of Elton John's brilliant song. Yeah. And then it was the same with David Bowie's Heroes, and I was like, this is another... You're just ruining fantastic songs. And then, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, which is an absolute classic, which is used, like... I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, at, at, at the start, I was like genuinely like what the fuck is going on <laughs> it was like chop 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 the edit was so fucking pacey I was like what the sh-? you can't Honestly, focus I, I thought I was going to puke <laughs> to be honest like I actually forgot how crazy the beginning part is like for the first couple of songs it's just all over the place isn't it like I think watching it back now because I haven't watched it in a while I think the reason why I do watch it time and again and will go back to it is because of the love story yeah. Because you are invested in that part of the film. Everything else, if you're not tripping on acid, doesn't really make sense. Or you, it feels so far-fetched. But underneath all of the craziness, it's a story about love. Yeah, and that's, like I said, that's the thing that definitely drew me back in. If the whole film would have been like the start, I don't think I would have got through it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was a bit disappointed with the whole Moulin Rouge thing because... For me, it's, like, so cool. What do you mean, cool? Like, the look and the feel and the aesthetic of Moulin Rouge is so, like, quirky right, and cool. And, it, yeah. and, like, I was actually really looking forward to that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I just think it was just a bit... Like, this is a story about a brothel. Yeah. And a man falling in love with a prostitute. And there's very little sex. I don't think it, it was, wasn't was going down... It's not, like, dark. It doesn't need to be dark. It just needed you... to be a bit more sexy. Do you get what I'm saying? I like, guess there was the upskirt shots and things like that, and the woohoo! Like, it was all very sort of. I don't know you, but this is probably why you love it. But for me, it was very just jazz handy. Like, I yeah. wanted to see the, the, the grittiness of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From like. Yeah. I agree. I think if you take away the craziness, add in the grit with the love story, it would have made a better movie. Yeah. But I. Um, I've done like a segment of it in a show before. Yeah. And loved it because actually to perform those numbers, it's so amazing. Yeah, I can imagine because like. The spectacle of it yeah. is amazing. And like, I've done a little bit of sort of like Googling and stuff mm-hmm. looking at INDB because I didn't want to spoil much, so I didn't want to do it during the film. Yeah. And it's like, it's no surprise that like it won the Oscar for best set and it won the Oscar for best costume and things like that because like that is part of it. It's big yeah. and it's bold. Do you know what I mean? Also, I don't like Nicole Kidman in many things. Mm-hmm. I think she's very annoying. Right. But in this, I don't see her. I see the character. Yeah. So for me, this is like one of her best films. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. And I think some of the actors as well, like, um, what's the guy that plays Harry Zidler? Jim Broadbent. I think he plays it really well, like, because it's so different to other things that he's played. So mm-hmm. I think it's cast really cleverly 
it, it just it feels very cult, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think the thing I think I struggled with was like, and this is probably why I didn't like the start. Is it's so it's a bit like a slapstick. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I'm not the type of person who likes sort of slapstick comedy or anything like that. I really struggle with some of Will, like Will Ferrell films because it's, I think it's just too silly. Too much. I like I like a real sort of relationship. I want something that like I can actually believe that's happening. Strip back all of the other the big bold musical numbers. Mm. The story between those two is actually incredible, and you really believe. Like when you McGregor breaks down towards the end, it's like fucking hell. The end scene. The emotion between the two of them is unreal. Yeah, it's amazing. And also the scene where he runs into her apartment and they're gonna leave together. Yeah. And just like you, you literally feel like you're watching two people in love. I know that sounds so silly because yeah, there's so many films. It does work and it is acted well, but it was unreal. Yeah, those two like, I don't know if they were nominated for Oscars or anything, but like their performances were were genuinely incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the funny, the funny parts, like when they first meet, he's trying to recite poetry, and she thinks and she she's... thinks. She thinks she's just trying to get hard. Do you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> yeah. that's genuinely funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, it's kind of, that's on the border of silly, but like done well. Yeah. I think that's so, not slapstick. I think I, I really struggle with some of the Duke stuff and how... From Over down, the down, top down, he is. Yeah, down to his like moustache. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, come on. John Leguizamo, who plays Toulouse. Yep. I think that's how you say his name. We watched Chef. Yep. He's brilliant in that. And I thought in this, he was just such a, he brought such a warmth to that role. And I I think it helped because it was a love story and you needed sort of like a third... Someone to fight for them. Someone who loves love as much as they do. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, to fight for them, to kind of be on their side. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's people on their side, but like really fight for them and look out for them and stuff. So it makes you want them to be together more when someone Mm -hmm. else in it wants them to be together. Yeah. What was your favourite musical number? I think I've already said it. I think because I, I just didn't like the use of modern music. I thought it was just a bit strange. Mm. I thought they almost got it right with Roxanne, to be honest. But I didn't like the guy's voice who was singing it. Really? Yeah, I thought it was just too raspy. And I think a lot of Jim Broadbent stuff, especially at the start, I couldn't really hear what he was saying. Right. Like his enunciation, I was like, I, I don't know what lyrics I'm listening to here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think... I don't know, I was just very confused by the modern music. If I think take that out, I just really like the story. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to focus on, because that's the, the best part about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So for me, the, the best best number by far is Come On Me. Come On Me is definitely my favourite. I was singing it to you the other week, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. Because I knew you never heard of it, so I was like, what do you mean? This is an amazing song. But apart from Come What May, Roxanne is my favourite. Take away all the story and yeah. have it on its own. Like, I love them dancing in the ball the, Oh, yeah, it's the amazing. Ballroom. Like, all the tango mm-hmm. and, like, just aesthetically. And the story he's telling through that song. And the build of it. So, obviously, we have the actual song and then it goes quiet for a bit. And then the build at the end, I think yeah. it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually quite like the raspiness of his voice. I know it's, like, very... It's very strong. Yeah, but I, I really love it. Like, I loved that part of the film. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily like the way that song was done. I think looking back on watching it again, I feel like... Um, Aesthetically, it's it changes a lot. So one minute you're in this crazy, you need to be high off your face to understand it. Then yeah. it goes to quite normal, like in the grittiness of love, a, mm. a love story. Then it cuts to that which is quite stylistic, that song, Roxanne. Yeah. And then we jump to craziness with a... Is it a shoe that hits off the Eiffel Tower from afar? It's a gun. The gu- like, do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it, there's like slapstick gritty aesthetic and then like love story 
there are moments where that's like I said that slapstick works like their first meeting like yeah. I didn't mind the gun bit I thought it was done quite well do you know what I mean I just think some of the it's the gun when it, cl- it flies out the window the whole gun <laughs> yeah. bit's fine but then when it flies out the window it's like mm. you kind of giggle you giggle like a kid don't you yeah because it's a bit silly whereas yeah like I said stupid bark I love the story I love the story a lot and I honestly I think when at the end um the costumes are insane yeah the costumes good. are insane yeah especially when they're doing like um the show at the end spectacular, spectacular. yeah mm. and her dresses and headpieces are, are like just her, insane was it well I was actually reading mm-hmm. the necklace that the Duke gives her mm-hmm. was one of the most expensive pieces of jewelry ever made for film no way yeah well it looks it yeah it looks yeah expensive yeah it's beautiful and when, when um, the guy who's looked after quite a lot he yeah. catches her when she falls at the start yeah and then he also protects her from the duke yeah um, like the way he's dressed in his costume in that show is like genuinely spectacular like his yeah. headpiece is amazing he's like painted blue isn't he yeah yeah he just looks amazing Looks. isn't it meant to be like what's the is it like um an Indian god that's like the elephant and it's blue with like a headpiece it's who the genie was based on as well right I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that sort of vibe, isn't it? Gold and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the costumes were amazing. And yeah, strip all the uh, everything else away. The love story is insane. And do you think like it's based on something like Romeo and Juliet? I think it's very similar, isn't it? It's two people that can't be together. Basically. From different worlds. I st- yeah, two people from different worlds. And there's so many obstacles that stop them being together. But Baz Luhrmann, who directed this film, mm-hmm. directed Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leo DiCaprio. So yeah, but I thought it was a good one to start with. It was a good one to start with. Like you said, very different to what I usually watch. Yeah. And again, like if I was flicking through anything, like it's not something I would start and go, oh, I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that that's something you've chosen. And I can scratch that off my MTV watch list. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't hate all of it. If I never see the first sort of quarter of that film again, I wouldn't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. I really wouldn't care. If you just honestly, if that film started when they meet in that room, I'd be happy. I definitely didn't hate all of it. And like I said, if it wasn't for those two, they definitely like saved the film for me and definitely pulled me back in. Yeah. Interesting fact: Baz Luhrmann, who directed this, is directing the Elvis Presley biopic. I didn't even know there was going to be one. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, out of ten, what would you give the film? I won't be offended. I'd give it like like a six point five. Okay. If I never saw the film again, I wouldn't be, like, devastated. But then I'd like to watch it again for their performances. Yeah, let's say 6.5. Between 6.5 and 7. So I'll say 6.5. Oh, we're allowing points, are we? Point fives. Um, okay. Yeah, to be fair, I'd probably give it a 7, 7.5. Okay. Because I agree. That I love all of it, but maybe not all together. Yeah. I love all the bold show pieces, mm-hmm. but maybe on their own, like in a theatre performance. Yeah. But for film performance, the story about love is more important. Yeah. But like I said, it's just going to be hard me trying to find films that you haven't seen. So. It's fine. Like it might be a film that I haven't seen for a long time. Okay. So have you decided what you're gonna yeah. get me to watch next week? I can't start this series of films and not start with one of the greatest films of all time. Oh. And a lot of people's lists because I know you haven't seen it. And how you've gone 29 years almost without seeing this film is beyond me. Can I guess? Yeah. Schindler's List. Nope. Oh, I don't know. That would be a dark start. 
my first choice. Yeah. And a film you have to see. Okay. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Is that Morgan Freeman? Yes. That's the one I meant. Why did I say Shunner's List? I meant Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh. you can tell I'm not a filmy. Um, okay, cool. I like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's great. Do you know what I also really love him Tim in? Tim Robbins is also great. Do you know what I really love Morgan Freeman in? Go on. Drive Miss Daisy. No, actually, I'm not going to say because it might be one of my choices, actually. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I do think he's great. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't love Morgan Freeman? If you don't like Morgan Freeman, there's something definitely wrong with you. I actually quite like him in Bruce Almighty. Yeah, he's great. As God. Yeah. <laughs> Clap on. The clapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like we say, we have definite differences in the films that we choose to watch. Yeah. So it's going to be nice just taking it in turns. I'm actually to... intrigued to find out where we, like, as the weeks go on, how different our choices are. Yeah. And if there's, like, particular styles. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't want you to just recommend films that I have to watch because they're classics. No, Obviously, no, no. You, if you like them, great. But more like ones that I haven't watched that you love. Yeah, but you go far in the park and there's been a, there's been films that I've recommended for you to watch like Chalet Girl. Oh my God, don't even start. <laughs> Do you know the I mean? worst film that you've ever recommended. I just don't understand why all boys love this film. I love I love a chick flick. Yeah, which is But a this fl- is the worst chick flick. Well, this is what was hard. When we when I picked that movie for us to watch, it was trying to find a chick flick that you haven't seen. And it was one you hadn't seen, so I was like, right, okay, cool. Bang it on. It's one I don't mind. And I wish I never watched it. Oh, why? But anyway. So next week is Shawshank Redemption, and um, I'm actually looking forward to it. And what I'd love is if you guys at home have got any of the films that we mention or we're going to be talking about, watch it as well and get in touch and we'll have a little chit-chat about it. Exactly. Right then, so that was Rate My Film. All right. Guess what time it is. What time is it, Stu? What time do you think it is? Mm, is it? Stewie's section. Woo! Yeah, it is. Guess what we're doing? Again, the pressure was on. The what, pressure what was are we on. Doing? We are doing right. I have no idea what to call it. Well, best you think of a name quickly. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know what? I'm not going to give it a name. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Actually, no, I have to give it a name, don't I? Oh. It's Name the Actor by the Voice. All right? I've got some sound clips loaded up. Oh, my up. God. This is I'm going to play it, and you've got to tell me what actor it is. Okay. Knowing that I'm really bad with names, are these easy? I think they are. Okay, well, are we ready? hopefully I won't struggle. Don't. Li- right. Are you ready? I think so. So this is Name the Actor. Okay. Number one. Question one. That movie. I love that movie. And it was just like, there was so... Ellen DeGeneres. Correct. Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. <laughs> do, I, do I have a good game voice? You do have a good game voice. Question two. Taking precious resources away from the poorest Trump. Americans who need... Who? Trump. Correct. <laughs> I thought this was so name the actor. Country, I'll do another intro. <laughs> name the celebrity. Question three. Traveling for the year, I, I found myself. I always get really. I come from the countryside in England. It's such a beautiful place, and I get really annoyed when. I have no idea who that is. It's Ed Sheeran. Oh, interesting. Question four. The best players always follow the best players. They want to be uh, in the top of the the game because they are the ones they are there. You know, you cannot rest or sleep. I'm just gonna say Jose Mourinho. That's all the managers that I know. It was Cristiano Ronaldo. 
So oh. the right country, because they're both Portuguese, but it was Cristiano Ronaldo. I've never heard him speak before, so... Fair. Question five. Yeah, computers came along uh, when I was 13, and they kind of intimidated the teachers, so I and a few others uh, were viewed as the computer experts. I, I recognise the voice, but I have no idea who it is. Any ideas? Computers? Any, any, there's, there's a clue there. Steve Jobs. It's Bill Gates. Oh, if you let me have a second guess. No. Nope. <laughs> go with your first answer, honey. Okay. Question six. It's, it's um, well, it doesn't really have a title yet, but it's sort of... Jennifer Aniston. What, Ganelle? That was quick. Correct. Jennifer Aniston. I've been watching Friends again, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, bang, done. Question seven. Yet I know that on this Obama. Woohoo, I'm glad. Obviously, so distinctive, isn't mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Barack Obama, correct. Question eight. <laughs> Started playing because I enjoyed it. I could go with my parents uh, on the weekends to the to the tennis club that they were members of uh, through their firm. Any idea that was? Big clue there, tennis. Is it, If it's a tennis player, I have no idea of people's names. Seriously? It's Roger Federer. You know Roger Federer. Yeah, but I don't know he had that accent. Where's he from? Uh, Switzerland. Yeah. So I know him. I don't know where he's from, so I wouldn't have placed that obviously accent, you know? Obviously a massive American twang there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Question nine. Well, so it's like the prettiest place you've ever seen in your entire life. And even my sisters, everyone, we've had this dream of getting a ranch. And Kim Kardashian. Fuck's sake, yeah. Correct, Kim Kardashian. Question ten. Someone tried to pin it on it. It just came out that way. Uh, that's a long story. But there was a meeting where John came in and said, hey, guys. I think I know exactly who this is, but I have then. no idea who, what their name is. Massive clues there. Scouser, he names someone called John. Play it again. That's not what I heard. I don't think anyone tried to pin it on it. It just came out that way. Uh, oh. That's a long story. But there was a meeting where John came in and said, hey, guys. Paul McCartney. It's Paul McCartney. Well done. So you got... Ellen DeGeneres, right? Yep. Donald Trump, right? Yep. Eh -eh, eh -eh, <laughs> eh -eh. Jennifer Aniston, right? That's three. Barack Obama, that's four. Roger Federer, eh -eh. Kim Kardashian, five. Paul McCartney, six. Six out of ten isn't bad. It's not bad. He did well. Did very, very got well. Over half. I'm, Fantastic. I'm, I'm proud of myself. So that was Stewie's section. I actually really like the interactiveness and the difference of like having something to listen to. Rather so, than just what I was doing is making you listen to my voice. <laughs> well, this is going to be something I'm going to do with my section. It's going to be a bit more like sort of something I have to play Basically, what you're saying is it's going to just be better than my section. No, because I very much enjoyed your section. They were very funny. Okay. Mine probably won't I'm be. Just it, won't have, it won't have the comedic value yours did, but it's it's. I, I want to do something that like maybe our listeners could play along with as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm with you. Do you get me? I really enjoyed it. I like yeah. it. I'm looking forward to next week. No pressure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was Stewie's section. Woo! How was it being back? Like home. Oh, that was nice. And also, referring to earlier with our next room that we'll be renovating, mm -hmm. the next room that we're renovating is the office, which means that when that's done, we'll be moving from the loft into the office so leveling up once again baby okay, i literally like i've already spoke to my dad about soundproofing and things like that so have you actually yeah 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 it's a particular type of stuff that you can get that when he puts the walls up and stuff that you can put in between and, and soundproof it so you don't have to put the panels on on show you can do it before the plaster before the plaster and stuff yeah interesting yeah. i like it okay perfect so that was um episode one series two 
complete. Ticking off. Yeah, series two, episode one. As Fun. I say on Glow Up, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's fantastic to be back. <clears throat> Welcome back, everyone. I hope you've gone back and listened to some more of series one. If you haven't, go and do it. Mm-hmm. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts. Anywhere you can you can get your you get your podcast ready, mm-hmm. we'll be there. Um, we're at Cup of Tea Time Podcast on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. all of the socials. Do your things. Give us a review. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends about us because it would be much, much appreciated. It's been lovely to be back. I hope you're all staying safe, staying well, staying positive, and just looking after yourselves. And remember, guys, do it fantastic. Take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.